In this episode, I'll point to my resources page, which is a curated page of some of the tools I found really useful to aid my fasting. Some of the links on that page are affiliate links, which essentially means I get a small commission if you decide to buy the item from that link. This is completely at no cost to you. Welcome to episode eight of the Fasting Pot. Can you walk for 30 minutes a day? In this episode, I'm going to go through my normal weekly review for those of you who haven't joined us before. Essentially, it's where I go through how I've done in the week, both from a fitness and a weight point of view. What I want to do is motivate you to do the same thing. So why not try it? I'm also going to go through a bit of a learning curve that I had from last week, but I'll explain that in just a minute. We're also going to go through five reasons why you should walk five reasons to motivate you to walk, how to go about walking up to 30 minutes a day, and some questions that I've had about food. He's not a medical professional. He's not a nutritionist. He's not a best-selling author. He's not even an athlete. But he is a man who's passionate about the fast 5-2 diet. He wants to try and get everybody to be able to achieve their health goals whilst having their cake and eating it. And here he is, the man himself. It's Ben Hampson. Hello and welcome back to the Fasting Pod, episode 8. I can't quite believe it. I hope you're doing well in 2020 and I hope, like me, you're finding it refreshing to fast and feeling really motivated. It's the first January, I think, where I feel really good about January, which is not somewhere not somewhere I've really been before. So, my weekly review, and I feel a bit stupid. Why do I feel stupid? What have I said in all the last few episodes? Only weigh yourself once a week, on the same day, about the same time, in the same place. And what did I do? Hurriedly, I weighed myself too early last week. Well, the reason I feel embarrassed is because when I told you I weighed 76.2 kilos last week, what I should have done is waited for a couple of days and told you what I weighed this week. Because when I weighed myself on Saturday, I was 73.1. A miraculous three kilo difference. Or six pounds. Hmm. So big learning curve for me, definitely weigh weekly. The good thing for me is I have seen a a massive drop. My resting heart rate's gone from 71 to 67, which is really good. I've increased my water. I'm feeling so much better, not feeling bloated, not falling asleep in the afternoons. And I'm not sure I'm going to encourage myself to do the same thing next year. So next year, I'm going to be a much more reasonable weight, I think. So let's get into it. Five reasons why you should walk. If you read the news, sitting is the new silent killer. Humans are built to be upright. Sitting is excessively causing cancer, diabetes, increased rate of heart heart disease, according to a lot of the research out there. Number two, build stamina. 
and improve balance. Losing the weight and walking definitely improves your balance. I am, can definitely see this as I've explained in previous episodes from both walking in the park and walking in icy situations. I feel much more confident having lost the weight and from the strength that walking gives you in your muscles. Number three, you burn calories. Yay. Now, it's not the same as if you do a sort of good hard workout in the gym or an exercise class, but you're still burning calories. And what does burning calories mean to us? It means that not only does it make your tummy rumble a bit more, it burns fat. And fat burning fat is a great thing because we're then reducing weight and we're improving our health. It also improves your heart. Now, this is assuming that you're going on a brisk sort of more than 10 minute walk because effectively you're elevating your heart rate, which is which is good for your heart. And it also gives you a chance to challenge yourself. You know, you can record um, your distance or how many steps you use, um, you know, using your, your phone, smartwatch or pedometer or whatever it might be you use to record it. And you can try and improve week on week. And once you get confident, you, you might want to think, well, actually, I'm 30 minutes. I'm not going to do 30 minutes. I'm going to do an hour, which is great. You, you might even think, well, I'm going to join a rambling or a walking club. Fantastic. All of those things. Great. So I'm sure some of you are still saying, I'm still not motivated. Still don't want to walk. Okay, well, here's five reasons to motivate you to walk. Get yourself a four-legged friend. My dog, Rufus, is the best motivation ever. He just looks at me in the mornings and go, are we going out? Doesn't even have to say anything. Well, he can't say anything, but, you know, he just looks at me with those puppy dog eyes. Well, not, not so much puppy now because he's six. And, and as if to say, Ben... We need to go out. And rain or shine, we always walk for 90 minutes a day. We try and do an additional 60 minutes in the afternoon, but if it's pouring of rain, we don't tend to go out. That's my only sort of get out of jail free card. So that's my number one. Now, obviously, I'm not suggesting you get a dog just for the sake of it. You know, dogs do require a lot of work. They are a tie. And they're not something like a cat where you can just leave them. You, 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 you know, you, you need to find sort of either doggy daycare for them. So, you know, I understand that that may not be a, as good a motivator, motivator. But if you've got a dog, fantastic. Use, use them to your advantage. So number two, set yourself a goal. Lots of people are happy to walk somewhere if there's a benefit to them. So it might be you go for a drink or something to eat. Obviously, just be a bit careful, particularly if you're on a fast day, to maybe not kind of go down that route. But if you're if you're not on a fast day, then that's great. You know, I I can have a a, a drink and a biscuit if I get to this particular place. Also, recording your progress as per number five of you know one of the reasons to walk. If you record your progress, it encourages you to improve. And as your weight falls, you know, things are just going to get 
easier and easier. Number four, encouragement to try something else. As you grow in confidence from walking, you'll find that you're much fitter than you originally thought. And what you'll find is actually doing any other form of exercise much easier. Last year, I actually stopped at the gym, but more for financial reasons than anything else. And I found it really easy to go to the gym and exercise classes because I'd been walking. Number five, good pair of shoes, socks. You need to look after your feet. It's really worth investing in a good walking shoe or trainer. They don't have to be that expensive. There's a lot of discount stores out there that that, that stock really reasonable walking shoes or trainers. However, you may think, do you know what? At this stage, it's a bit early. I don't want to go investing in that. The one thing I would invest in is a good pair of socks. I would definitely recommend some by Under Armour. They are in the resources section of the website. I only use my ones for walking. I do have got some other Under Armour socks, which I thought I was going to use for walking, but I now use those for every day. And the reason I do is because I went to London very recently and did a lot of walking, as you always do in London, and found that it made a massive difference just changing my socks. Same old shoes, just changing the socks really made a big difference. So I won't go on about it anymore, but socks make a big difference. So how how do you go about it? Well, obviously, I know you know how to walk. Now, if you find it difficult to walk or there's any medical reasons that you can't walk for any reason, I would consult a medical professional before undertaking any more exercise. Assuming that you're okay, though, start small. Start with just about five minutes. Increase it by a minute, maybe every other day, and you'll soon be at 30 minutes. Once you get to 30 minutes, just try that for a few weeks or months. And when you're confident, try and build up to 45 minutes and then maybe an hour and so on and so forth. The one thing I would say is try and do it as much as you can on a daily basis. Understand that if it's wet, it may be a bit more difficult. But as you go grow in confidence, maybe you do want to consider that investment in a good waterproof coat because there's nothing worse and being soaked through, it's that's a massive demotivator. So worth thinking about a coat to make sure you can go out every day. So I hope you enjoyed um, looking at walking and I would hope to encourage you to do some walking. Just before I go, I've had quite a lot of questions about food. So people wanting to understand what kind of things can they have when they're fasting? What things should they avoid? Also, What should you look at to have when you're not fasting? All of these questions and hopefully more will be covered in the next few episodes. We're going to dedicate them to understanding what you can and can't eat um, during a fast. Some, you know, good high calorie vegetables, for example, that are worth thinking about. So, you know, to avoid sort of chocolate and that kind of thing. I'm sort of aiming that more at myself than anything else. If you've got some really good ideas and some things that you'd like to hear about, please don't hesitate to email me at ben at tdpod.com 
or you can now direct message me at fasting.pod on Instagram. Now you'll notice on Instagram there aren't any posts on there. I'm hoping that I'm going to start posting next week. So I hope you get a chance to experiment with walking and find it as rewarding as I do. Good luck with it. See you in the next episode. And all that's left for me to say is, may the fast be with you.